Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Kurt Souter and Chad Russell. Kurt. And uh, we, we want to thank Ken Martin and uh, Carol Rogers Carpet One for sponsoring this show. Uh, if you have any carpet needs, any flooring needs, uh, check out Ken and uh, his crew. They'll do a super job for you. And we have a link on our Facebook page for them. So if yes. you want to go to our Facebook page, Solid Steps Radio forward slash or Facebook.com forward slash Solid Steps Radio, you can uh, see more about them. Okay, so if you're just joining us, we are talking about the man's soul and how we need to take care of it and how it is damaged and how we need to uh, nurture it and, and help God, ask God to help do a work in our soul. And I'm, we're here today with Randy and Bill. And now when we hear from pastors talking about the soul, we can reference the scriptures and, and we hear sermons sometimes that address it. But how Randy and Bill, you guys are here today. You're, you're, you're normal guys, right? Your husbands, your grandfathers. And, but how did you guys get involved with soul care with Kurt and personally? Sure. Yes. I, uh, I've known Kurt for some time and uh, he often uh, sends out communication about something that's going on. And uh, he, uh, I received something from him and I looked at it for about 30 seconds and moved it to the side uh, <laughs> because it talked about the soul and I didn't have a clue what he was uh, promoting or selling. So I uh, kind of stayed away from it. But uh, later on, I started to look a little more deeply uh, into uh, the words of it and prayed about it and uh, found myself uh, interested in the place where they explained, uh, was I, uh, how was I feeling about my journey with God? Um, how was that and how was I feeling? And to be honest with you, I felt there was some shallow parts of that and I didn't really know what was missing. I just sensed there was something missing and uh, thought that I would step into it and uh, asked a few more questions and read a little bit and uh, now I've been through a year of it and have learned what originally I had fear in uh, when I was a better understanding the soul. Uh, I now embrace. Um, uh, they started off very early um, getting us to just kind of rest on the Sabbath and uh, have a Sabbath, have a quiet time. And I have really never done that before. And uh, I started that and I started to feel somewhat quieted. And uh, my Monday morning seemed to go much easier. Uh, my week sort of uh, went through much, much smoother, it seemed. And uh, since then, I've just kind of grown in that area. But I'd say mostly resting in God is what I've grown uh, most in this uh, during this retreat. So, hmm. Randy, yeah, I I grew up uh, uh, in the church um, and uh, fell away when I went to college, and uh, uh, afterwards uh, was seeking. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd go up you came what many people would call a creaster. I would go to church on Christmas and Easter and uh, uh, ended up going to it. My daughter got involved in a, um, in a church group and uh, and uh, went to the church to find out uh, what was going on and the Lord was speaking right to me. And so my daughter and I ended up getting baptized together on March 12th of 2000. Hmm. After that, um, you know, I started going to the men's group at, uh, at 
the church and uh, um, and then uh, went to D.C., um, a, a, a group that Kurt led. Um, and D.C. is not a city we're talking about. We're no, talking about discipleship curriculum, curriculum is what the D.C. And, stands uh, for. A 21-month program. Yep. Um, and at the end of that uh, program, it was a, you know in-depth study of the of the word and uh, memorization, uh, scripture memorization. And then uh, out of that, we uh, studied a book, uh, Dallas Willard, a book called The Divine Conspiracy, and uh, uh, which is really all about the uh, Sermon on the Mount. Uh, but from that, there was a group of uh, uh, three guys that ended up, uh, we now have nine guys that meet every Monday. Um, and uh, Monday evening, and uh, uh, nine of us uh, get together and uh, uh, study various books. And one of the books that we were reading was Renovation of the Heart by Dallas Willard, and uh, which really talks about the soul and talks about uh, uh, the various aspects of the soul, the mind, the body. Um, and from that book, uh, uh, just so happened um, that, uh, you know, that a, a number of us wanted to go deeper, that there had to be more to the Christian life um, than what we were experiencing, just going to church and, you know, being active. And there had to be more in that relationship. And as, um, you know, about that period of time, the uh, uh, the soul transformation uh, retreats uh, uh, came about. Uh, and uh, so uh, our group uh, signed up and uh, uh, we all attended. And it's um, you know, it's just uh, so what's led us to that is it's really a deeper journey that we've all been searching for. Um, you know, there's more to the Christian life um, than, uh, you know, like I said, going to church and reading the Bible. But it, and, and what I've learned from that is that it's uh, uh, really to um, a time of like, like Bill said, a time of rest, um, you know, to, to really develop the relationship with God. Um, you know, to love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and and, and strength, um, and uh, so that's um, you know the critical um, point I think that uh, in this soul transformation and how we become more like Jesus. Um, you know, everybody. You know, it's frequently said that we're to, to become like Jesus. Well, how how do you how does that process? Um, how, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. Well, it's the Lord working on you um, that actually you know uh, you know so we're being available to be transformed but that availability is developing that relationship with god and resting in the lord and and knowing him and getting to know the um you know his love for us and knowing who he is and getting the right image of who god is um and um, uh, the right perspective of who he is. You know, uh, you, both Bill and Randy, both of you have mentioned uh, rest in God. And, and, you know, here in America, we, we, we run hard. And, and there's nothing run there's nothing really wrong with running hard, but we, we have to run at a pace so that our souls can be healthy. Uh, I think one of the ways uh, in the last segment we talked about, you know, how do we damage our souls? I think one of the ways we damage our souls is uh, is when we're around noise and rush and busyness and hurry and, you know, crowds. Uh, Richard Foster talks about that, you know, that there's the enemy really capitalizes on noise, hurry and crowds. And I know Willard um, really uh, challenges us to eliminate hurry from your life. (laughs) <laughs> because that wars against our soul. And, uh, and so that's what we've been looking at as a group of guys. Um, every, uh, every quarter we get together and do a retreat and we look at some of these, these key components of how do we walk with God and uh, 
you know, still have a full life. We have, you know, family and we have jobs and we have things that we're involved in, but, but it's a, at, it's at a pace that will help our soul grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree. And I, you know, the, the, the soul training book, one of the books that we've read in the, um, um, to begin with at the uh, soul transformation retreat, um, is a book by John Ortberg that, that, uh, uh, you know, he's interviewing Dallas Willard, and one of the things that he, you know, he he asked, he was having trouble with, uh, you know, some of the members in his congregation and what to do, and so he asked Dallas Willard, you know, uh, you know, how do I? He called him up and asked, well, how do I relate to the, the people in the in in the in pews? And Dallas's response was, ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And you know, John Ortberg goes, huh? No, no, I was talking about them. <laughs> and, uh, you know, how do, how do I address them? But, uh, you know, he says, uh, which is, you know, one of the most impactful statements that I think, um, you know, that I've, that I've read uh, uh, yeah. is ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Because, and, uh, and really, and, and really, hurry is not about speed. Hurry is an internal posture mm. uh, that we take on life. And so that's, that's why it is, it, when, when you eliminate hurry, it's not about speed or how fast you're getting things done. It really is, it, it, it's a posture and space that you actually approach life out of. Okay, um, so, so, so uh, Slim, let's, let's talk a little bit about how do we deepen our soul? How do we help our soul to become, to, to grow it, to make it a healthier life on this yeah. planet. Let's talk about well, that just a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think it begins first with asking the question of um, in this life, what, it, what are my deepest desires? And I think if you look at Mark 10, we have this beautiful contrast that and this tension that we live in. Uh, in Mark 10, you have uh, James and John. Uh, Jesus asked, asked James and John, what do you want me to do for you? And James and John said, well, basically we want the best seat in the house in heaven. <laughs> and then a few verses later, he asked Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus, who is blind, says, I want you to heal me. And in those two responses, we have what um, really our ego and false self is constantly drawn to. Um, and James and John, hey, I want the best seat in the house. I want position. I want power. I want all kinds of things that I chase after. But Bartimaeus is saying, you know what, I just, want, I just want to be healed. And I think we have to start with the question of desire, because desire really is the beginning and ending of our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about all the things that you choose in life where you have freedom to choose, you do those out of desire of some form or another. And so, so you have to ask yourself, you know, first of all, well, what is my deepest desire? Is my deepest desire to... Uh, actually live a sustainable, transforming life with God in the midst of this life that he's called me to live in this season of history. Um, and if we don't have desire, the very first place we just got to start is God. Help me, help me with desire. Give me desire, because it really truly is a grace and gift of God. And then I think um, Slim, when, we've, when we've begun to settle that, I think there are practices that are uh, really, truly soul-transforming. And, and the first one, I think, is Bill, uh, and Bill and Randy both with, too, is 
is just beginning to Sabbath. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, for 20 solid years as a pastor, I ignored a Sabbath. And um, it did damage to my soul, and I didn't even realize how much it had done. Hey, Tim, that's a, great, con- that's a great point. Context. I'll tell you what, let's, let's take push yeah. pause on that, and then I'll pick up on the next segment. We'll talk more about sure. some of those things. So let's take a break here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. For those of you who have been listening, uh, or have not been listening, actually, we are talking about the soul and the man's soul, and we were talking to Tim Reese on the phone, and you mentioned a couple of things that, that we can spiritually uh, practice to help develop our soul. One of them was a Sabbath. What are some of those other things, Tim, that you were talking about? Yeah, I think uh, Sabbath is the kind of the hinge pin, probably, to most of the other spiritual rhythms in this world. My good friend Ruth Haley Barton said that, and I believe that with all my heart, because if we cannot even slow down for some form of rest, um, uh, we're not going to have a shot at, at practicing these other things. And so, um, so for me, Sabbath has become one of the most meaningful uh, practices in my life after 20 years of ignoring it. Uh, as a pastor, and uh, and then it, Sabbath leads us into greater places of silence and solitude. Uh, Henry Nouwen says that silence and solitude truly is the furnace of transformation. He says it is impossible to live a spiritual life with God without silence and solitude, and I believe that with every fiber of my being. Couldn't, and, uh, um, couldn't agree with you more. Silence. Silence could, yeah. and solitude uh, are definitely uh, a huge practice. Self-examination um, is another spiritual rhythm. Hey, Slim, Slim, talk about self-examination. How, how do we do that? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, we, we that comes out of our our silence and solitude quite a bit. I think part of it is, is asking God, uh, really asking God to begin to show us uh, how we have been in this world. And most of us really don't start thinking about that till about midlife. And, and, we be, and, and I think that, uh, you know, the crux of a midlife crisis, it really is, it is the undoing of our false self um, ways. And, and, and men especially respond in one of two ways. They either uh, get a new car, get a new wife, uh, get a new career, because they think those are the things that are going to solve all those things that are churning inside of them. Uh, or they actually confront uh, how they have been in this world uh, up to this point and begin to say, God, will you show me, uh, mm. will you show me how my false self ways have actually uh, damaged the people around me, damaged myself? And we begin to do that through self-examination. There's a great tool called the Enneagram. In fact, our next soul retreat it all focused on this. It is, it is the most powerful, spiritually transforming tool I've encountered uh, to really do self-examination well. To look at, look at your own self. Uh, uh, Slim, talk a little bit about, um, you, you, you keep mentioning false self. Help our listeners understand, what do you, what do you mean by that? So, you know, false self, the best, the best thing uh, in Romans 7, when, when Paul talks about, you know, I do the things I don't want to do, I don't do the things I, you know, uh, I do want to do, it's this, it's, this, it's this part of us that um, is in this tension, right? And so the false self uh, has been, you know, coined for, you know, uh, hundreds of years, uh, for centuries, and it just refers to that part of us that is not 
It is not who we are. The problem is our false self has been in such operation in our lives that we have come to think, oh, this is just the way I am. Mm. And it's not. Uh, because, because what God's trying to do in our entire journey on this earth is actually unpeel the false self so we can live in our truest self, in that, in that full image of God that he created us with. Um, and so, yeah, the false self is, you know, it's been our... It's been described by a lot of ways, but, you know, our, our false, it, it's been our program for happiness that we've chased after. It's been our shadow side, um, our ego. I think one of the uh, biggest things, in a lot of ways. One of the biggest things, I think, for men with regard to the false self is control. Mm. You know, we're control freaks. And, uh, yes. and, and uh, you know, that's one of the um, attributes of the false self is yes. the need to be in control. Yes. And, yes. Uh, you know, when you do an, you know, when you when you really look at it, um, you know that that's one of the um, attributes of the false self. That uh, you know, if you find yourself having to be in control of whatever situation it is, I mean, God's ultimately in control, we, but we like to think we are, yeah, and uh, act as if we are at times, and in many, you know, in, in many ways. So, Randy and Bill, talk a little bit about, um, you know, we how do we get out of this false self and how do we grow our soul so that it's healthy, so that it's vibrant, so that we're experiencing what we talked about last, you know, the colors of this world are brighter and we have more f- purpose, more fulfillment. What are a couple pra- spiritual practices that have been real helpful for you? Sure. For me, the first thing I had to do was recognize that it is okay to slow down. I think that's one of the things that us men really struggle with. Uh, we, we think that as Randy said, we're, we, we need to be in control of everything. We need to be steering everything. And uh, I learned that I needed to slow down and make room for what Tim talks about. And that's uh, look at myself and figure out what's going on inside myself and sit quiet with myself. And uh, in that, for myself, I learned that some of my practices were running after things, checking things off the list. Uh, even in my walk, in my journey as a Christian, I think I would go to church, I'd uh, get in a small group, I'd read the Bible, and I'd do all those things that... Uh, all good things. All good things, but they um, they were making me feel like I was on a treadmill, and I didn't even know it at the time. In that quiet time, I started to become free. I started to realize that uh, some of my false self was trying to earn my place with God's love. And uh, that was just a burden for me. And uh, I've learned that that's not the case at all. And uh, uh, I knew that, uh, but it certainly did allow me uh, to spend quiet time with him, letting him speak to me. And when I couldn't hear him with my ears, he'd speak to my heart. And, mm. uh, and that really changed my person. I think I do see things much brighter today than I'd ever seen them in my life before. And it's just kind of a neat journey. I think of the word journey and transformation in this journey. And it's just been, uh, just been a nice ride for me mm. so far. Mm. That's encouraging. Randy? I think one of the most impactful things, um, well, besides the Sabbath, besides the Sabbath, um, you know, I think that that's really had an impact uh, because I didn't practice it until we started uh, here at the Soul Transformation Retreats, uh, you know, last year. Um, but really practicing that, uh, slowing down for a day, um, doing things other, unplugging for a day. Um, but, but even more impactful every day is, you know, spending as little as five minutes in silence and solitude to begin a day. It really makes a difference. It makes a difference in my life. Um, it reminds me to slow down. 
to um, to have that relationship with the Lord and to uh, you know pursue ruthlessly eliminating hurry from my life and um, but uh, you know just just to have that time uh, with the Lord every day um, I think has been very meaningful it's it, it, those times of of quietness of silence and solitude of rest it it really begins to chip away at our self-importance because we want to be people who are important I mean we, we you know and back to your control issue we we are running our life and uh, but the real issue is that that's that's not the way to have fulfillment mm-hmm and meaning and purpose and joy is we are in control and we run our lives and we are important. No, it's it's all about him and his honor and his glory and we we walk in step with him. That's why I love when Jesus his invitation is follow me. Come and follow me. That's the way to life. Following Jesus. Amen. Walking with him. Uh slim comment on on uh uh, on w- a, a spiritual practice for you that has been besides Sabbath and silence and solitude and self-examination, give us give us one or two more. Um, I think you know all all of these things build upon each other, and I, I think you know I've learned that um, you know in, I mean inner healing, placing myself in a in a place of for God to do inner healing, I uh, discernment the practice of discernment. Uh, is so much uh, built upon um, actually making decisions out of my truest self, not out of my false self. Um, again, the, the false self wants four things all the time. It wants, like Randy said, it wants to be in control, it wants security, it wants affirmed, and it wants to escape from any pain that comes into our life. And, um, you know, you think about how, you know, you make decisions in life so often, you're, you're making decisions, or false self wants to make decisions that basically say, affirm me. Keep me in control. Keep things secure. You know, run from pain. And so I've, I've just learned that, um, you know, these, these practices build upon each other. Um, you know, reading, reading the scriptures very slowly. So, much, so many of us read scripture, uh, like Bill said earlier, like, you know, we, we, we've all done it. You know, this checklist mentality. Oh, I had my little time with God. But, you know, two hours later, we can't remember one one iota of what we might have read or done. And so, so just beginning to read the scriptures slowly, putting ourselves in the story of God and, 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 and just, just, just being there, just resting in it um, has been a helpful thing. Tim, that's, so all, that's, all, that's, all these things really build yeah, on each other. That's some great stuff. And unfortunately, we, we run out of time. I want to thank our guests, Randy, Bill, and Tim. And I read something last week, or actually a couple weeks ago, if you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. (laughs) And if we don't make our soul a priority, someone else will, and not the one who we want. So thanks, guys, for so much awesome information. Great to have uh, if you, you want information about future soul retreats, which those are booked up for this year, correct? But if you want right. some more information about it, or if you just need to talk to somebody about it, message us on our Facebook page, Solid Steps Radio, and we'd love to, uh, to reach out and, and help you with that. Kurt, you want to pray us out of here? Yeah, sure. Let's pray. Lord, we are thankful that you made our souls. And Lord, as, uh, as people of followers of you, help us to take care of them. Help us to manage and look at our souls and to, and to know that when we walk with you, that is the way to life. 
And it's not busyness and activity off the charts, but it's it's rest in you. It's to be still, know that you're God. And uh, Lord, would you just continue to help us understand how, how to do that? And uh, I pray your grace and your blessing on each listener right now. And uh, thank you, Jesus, that you're always with us. You'll never leave us or forsake us. You're our ever-present teacher. Help us to listen and follow you and walk with you. We pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening.